Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, we did it. The Lakers 11 game or however long, years long preseason losing streak is over. Hang the banners. Let's go. The Lakers beat the Golden State Warriors uh, last night. They do so without LeBron James playing. They do so without Patrick Beverly playing. They do so without Russell Westbrook playing. Um, Anthony Davis did play and looked great. Uh, I will say this about AD to this point, you know, sore back or tight back notwithstanding. When he has been out there, he has looked really good. Uh, significantly better than he did at the beginning of last season. Um, Whether you want to say because that was, you know, the way that he looked last year was because he tried to bulk up to play center or, you know, if he was out of shape, whatever, whatever the reason was last year, uh, he looked, he'd looked nowhere near as agile and as, as explosive as he has looked so far this year. Um, And, and the other part of it that, that really makes me, uh, really you know intrigued excited about the season that he might be on the verge of potentially is how confident he looks taking uh jumpers he had a play uh in i I think it was in the first half of last night's game where it was semi-transition he was running up to the trailer spot uh the pass came up from the corner hit him in rhythm he stepped into his jumper no hesitation from from uh, an, on an above the break three, and absolutely canned it. So uh, th- that if if you're looking for you know, and really this is the point of preseason, right? Is finding macro things that would have major impacts on this season. Anthony Davis shooting the ball confidently is as about as important a development as you're going to see throughout these first five fake games. This is, that has been um, really fun to watch. And, you know, the Warriors didn't really know what to do with them. So that was great to see. Um, Another thing that's been great to see is the Lakers continuing their trend of while rotation players are playing, they are outplaying whoever they're going up against. Um, So let's discuss that. So going back to the game against the Sacramento Kings, when everybody was playing, the Lakers held a lead at halftime and looked like the better team out there. Again, it's the Kings. It's the first preseason game. Um, but that was the beginning of this, uh, of this trend. The following game, when they played against the Phoenix Suns, uh, the Lakers, you know, they were still playing somewhat shorthanded. AD didn't play in that game. But when the rotation players who were playing were in there, Again, the Lakers looked like, and I think in that game, a significantly better team. Uh, a lot of stuff going on with with Phoenix, uh, with the entire Sarver situation, the Jay Crowder situation, the multiple years into Chris Paul leadership situation. Uh, but still, like the Lakers looked like the better team. And yeah, it was the second night of a back-to-back, and nobody played in that game. But in the first half of the Minnesota game, uh, the Lakers looked like the better team out there. Eventually, reality set in. Minnesota took off and 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 wound up mollywhopping the Lakers' C team. But still, there were still stretches when whoever will be in the rotation were out there that, yeah, you could kind of still see um, some bright spot, spots. And then, you know, finally last night against uh, the Golden State Warriors, AD was out there. 
Uh, Lonnie Walker got some minutes out there. Kendrick Nunn played well. Austin Reeves has continued to to make strides. Um, it, the Lakers were, I mean, they won the game in this case, but uh, in those minutes that you know key players were out there, I thought the Lakers looked better. And and you know, just kind of like Phoenix, there's a lot going on with Golden State. What with Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole, what with Steph Curry being clearly annoyed with the fact that Draymond Green keeps pulling that shit. But regardless, like everybody's playing in that same game and the Lakers looked like the better team. So if you're looking for reasons for optimism, I think that's the place to start is that when key players have been out there for the Lakers, the Lakers have looked better. And, and you know, just as importantly, I think, uh, and, and this is obviously more subjective here, but watching a Lakers team that gives a bleep has been so nice. <laughs> it's made these games so much more fun to watch, even when they were getting blown out. Um, you know, when, when they were getting blown out, it was mostly because it was like an all low in the draft or undrafted rookie team going up against NBA players. Um, but when the Lakers have had their main guys out there, and even when they haven't, the one thing that you can't really say about the Lakers while they're out there is they aren't playing hard. They aren't focused on the details. No, they're 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 out there and they are legitimately competing. And it has been incredibly refreshing to just watch a team that cares. Uh, I, I would argue for most of last season, you would be able to point to large portions of the game and say, oh, yeah, they just they just don't give a shit. They just yeah, they know how the season is going to go. They have accepted it and they are all kind of internally moving on, externally too in some cases. Uh, But here with this team so far, again, super early, but I think if you're looking for reasons to be optimistic, it's that the Lakers have looked like the better team in all of their games when their main players are out there and that they, they just care. They give a shit. That really matters and it makes these games a hell of a lot more watchable. I will also say though, because I can't help myself, I am still nervous about the lack of shooting on this roster. And, you know, even when the Lakers are out playing their opponents, the math equation is is they're going to continue have to fight having to fight against math. And fighting against math is difficult. Just ask grade school me. There's a reason I became an English major is because Math sucks, and when you continue to fight and and beat your head up against the brick wall that is math, that it it does eventually kind of wear you down. Um, the Lakers, when they won a championship, were able to overcome that, but they also overcame it because some guys shot above their abilities. Right, AD notably was had had the best shooting stretch of his career. Rajon Rondo was was incredibly hot in the bubble. Um, and a lot of the Lakers role player guys just shot better than they have over the course of their careers in that setting. And it made that team significantly better because math tends to win out here. Um, so, you know, and, and, and it, you look, nobody likes to kind of boil down the beautiful and artful game that is basketball into math equations. But, you know, sometimes when the other team is hitting threes and you keep on hitting twos or missing wide open threes that would extend your lead beyond it to, to better reflect the way that the game has actually gone to that point. Like that's that's what's happening when you when you keep running up against math. Like that's, it's just unavoidable there. So um, 
at some point, I think the Lakers are going to have to address that. Um, I, I just don't. Every time Juan Toscano Anderson uh, goes up to shoot, I hold my breath because I don't think it's going in. Um, you know, and 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 that's going to be the case with a lot of the guys. That defenses are just going to happily leave open because why guard them if the alternative is using extra energy to defend the guys who actually should have some extra attention out there. So, uh, look, the Lakers won. They snapped that long uh, preseason losing streak. And for the most part, this has been a uh, very productive preseason to this point. I would like to see LeBron and Russ and Pat and the rest of the core go out there and get some more reps before the regular season starts. And I think we are eventually going to get to that point. Um, but but I think, you know, overall, I couldn't have asked for much more from this preseason than we have gotten um, on the basketball court. Off of it? Hmm. I'm, I'm not going to go over everything all over again because there is the entire emergency episode that I recorded over the weekend when the Lakers or when it when we found out that the Lakers extended Rob Palinka. Um do find it notable that there has been no press release to inform anybody about this. There will, I don't think, be a press conference here to to go over this. Um this is just gonna this is just kind of the, the deal and everybody is moving forward. Um but if you want my thoughts on that, you can go back and you can find the emergency episode uh, uh, of this very pod that is on this pod feed. Um, and then also I'm sure Hani and Jacob are going to get together tonight and discuss that as part of their conversation as well. And then tomorrow um, I'm going to talk to Aaron and he's going to once again try to talk me off of the ledge. So plenty of Palinka talk yesterday on Hani and Jacob's pod and then will be coming tomorrow. No need to rehash everything that I discussed on the last emergency episode. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown podcast. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Uh, make sure you guys are subscribed and leaving reviews and all of that good stuff. And again, check out the first official episode of Hani and Jacob getting going uh, together uh, as, as a pairing on the Can You Dig It pod. Tomorrow, we are going to be kind of switching up the, the schedule this week. Aaron and I are going to be recording tomorrow, and then I'll be probably taking Friday off. Um, and then, you know, everything else remains the same from, from that point forward. So until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.